Welcome everyone to Kremlin File. And today we have a very, very special guest, Jacopo Jacoponi, uh, who is um, a journalist with La Stampa and investigator uh, for many, 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 many years looking into oligarchs and also corruption in Italy and all of the political situation. Congratulations, okay, on the book, all right, which is entitled Oligarchs, uh, How Putin's Friends Are Buying Italy. Um, I wanted to start off, Jacopo, with two quotes, okay, from the book that, that hit me while I was reading it. And I said, wow, this is, this is incredible. One from Gary Kasparov, okay, and he says, Italy has been inundated for years by a river of Russian money, which has bought Putin's influence in Italy and many people of the Italian establishment. So, Jacopo, let's begin with let's say, the Italian political establishment. This is something that um, we've touched on with other people, okay, as well, who have come on, all right, and talked about all of the, let's say, the European uh, scene in terms of political capture and also economic capture. And I'm thinking of, for example, the former Prime Minister, Silvio Berlusconi, who we all laugh about, but there's nothing really to laugh about, uh, Lega, Okay, which is the League, as it's translated in English, the Brothers of Italy, Fratelli d'Italia, and also the Five Star Movement, the Movimento Cinque Stelle. All of them have ties to the Kremlin. How did the Kremlin interact with these parties, with, let's say, the, you know, the higher-ups in the parties? And what economic and political vehicles did the Kremlin use to influence Italian politics. Italy has a long story of Russian capture. We should start at least from the Italian Communist Party, of course, uh, and uh, uh, many of the uh, current Italian party on the on the left, on the progressive side, are. Uh, sort of son of the Italian Communist Party. Right. So the, the, the Kremlin was actually directly funding the communists in Italy. Mm -hmm. This is very well-known fact. Uh, coming to, to, to more recent years, mm -hmm. you, you, you mentioned Silvio, uh, Silvio Berlusconi, the mm -hmm. former uh, three-time former prime minister in Italy. And... Um, Yes, we, 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 with Berlusconi, we, we get in uh, brazenly in, a, in, a, in an area of uh, an economic, uh, not just political relationship. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been, um, there has been a lot of uh, 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 evidences of uh, weird and dangerous relationship between the men of Silvio Berlusconi and the Russians. Uh, the main point of uh, the relationship between Berlusconi and uh, um, and the Russia uh, has been uh, about the the energy hmm. and uh, and uh, uh, a sort of uh, very uh, dodgy deal regarding the reselling of Russian gas in Italy. Oh, there you uh, go. This is when, when, when 
it's a very, very little word. Uh, because yeah. when you speak about the interference of Russians, you generally, you, you think, you think to, the, to the United States in 20, 2016. No. But uh, it happened also in the UK or in, or in France or in mm -hmm. Italy. And it happened uh, through, uh, also through uh, British people or Italian, in, in this case, Italian people. So this is just to say to, to, to Silvio Berlusconi. Uh, the, 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 um, there is another last, last uh, thing in your question uh, about the, the populist parties in Italy right. and the Lega and the Five Star Movement. I would start from the Five Star because... Uh, it is well, very, very, very well known, but we also have a lot of new stories. The relationship between the, the Lega of Matteo Salvini and the Kremlin. Mm -hmm. For example, we, we have a, a very fresh story uh, on um, uh, Konstantin Malofiev and Vladimir Yakunin. Yakunin as a chief of the, the think tank dialogue of civilizations yeah. and Malofiev as a sort of, uh, I don't know if we, we, we could say a, a political son of Yakunin. But anyway, uh, we have sources uh, with name, not anonymous sources, but on the record sources mm. in the book that are telling us that Konstantin Malofev paid from uh, 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 an important event happening of the Lega in Milan yeah. uh, a few years ago. Uh, he paid the accommodation, the organization, and, 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 and everything. So this is, uh, in my view, it's, it's very clear the, the relationship between the, the Lega and, and the Kremlin. Yeah. The, the most in, interesting thing, thing is the, the relationship with the Five Star, because the Five Star movement, um, they, they started to, to have, uh, uh, you, you all possibly remember uh, what uh, Joe Biden and, and Michael Carpenter wrote on foreign affairs that the Lega and the Five Star uh, have been uh, materially supported from the Kremlin. That's right. Um, what we think is that uh, there has been, of course, a, a lot of political relationships mm -hmm. between a lot of uh, uh, five-star deputies or, or senators with the Kremlin. And in, um, what is interesting is that uh, while in the past with the communists there was a direct uh, financing to the party, yeah. And with Berlusconi, we were in the, in the top high-level relation, business relationship yeah. between uh, Italy, uh, um, Berlusconi, and, and, and Russia. Mm -hmm. um, now the populists, they, they seem to, 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 be, to be glad for, uh, uh, even for a, a few amounts of interest from the Kremlin. And that's it, yeah. Uh, okay. for, for example, Beppe Grillo, the comedian, Mm -hmm. who was the, the founder with Casaleggio of the Five Star Movement. Mm -hmm. At some point in 2014, out of the blue, he starts to appear on, uh, on, on Russia RT. TV. He, he becomes the main Italian influencer in, uh, on Russia TV. That's incredible. Like, like, like Julia, for example, like Julian Assange for the, for the English speaker audience.
for the most part, uh, you could take Italy and replace it with any other country. It's the same players involved. It's the same methods, political capture, yeah. economic capture, you yeah. know, uh, candidates that fall out of the sky and suddenly <laughs> this is the one that the Kremlin supports. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing. And Malofave, I mean, he's involved in U.S. He's involved in all the far right movements across, um, you know, Europe. And it's like basically same tactics, same methods, same operations and same people are involved. And they continue to do this for, I mean, decades now. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. crazy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Yeah, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for all clients worldwide. And you can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy. And financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit betterhelp.com slash kremlinfile. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Special offer for our Kremlin File listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kremlin File. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, Navalny um, stated in a statement to EU Parliament that the best way to get at Putin is to freeze the assets of all his cronies along with other me- measures, which is, you know, what we've all, you know, you know tr- been trying to push because those are the people who move Putin's money. He doesn't have yeah. bank accounts in the West. Exactly. Um, in Italy, we're talking about, again, every single one of these yeah, names exactly. is operating in the other countries and in um, U.S. So in Italy, we're talking about Uzmanov, uh, the Rodenberg brothers, Abramovich and Vexelberg, to name a few. Yeah. Let's start with Alicia, for people who don't know, Alicia Uzmanov. What, oh. um, who is he and what can you tell yeah. us about him and his operation? She's a former, uh, could, could we, we start asking if, is he a former Uzbek spy? Uh, <laughs> Alisher Osmanov. He's an Uzbek uh, man. He's very, very, uh, a very uh, big and, 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 and tall man. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, it, it, they may seem incidental that Osmanov uh, uh, possesses uh, a couple of big boats yeah. in Sardinia. Yeah. Uh, one of them was up to some time uh, the first or, or the second largest uh, boat yeah. in luxury boat in, uh, in the world. Yeah. And Usmanov, uh, Usmanov funded mm. uh, the entire... Uh, 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 when the, 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 the Campidoglio in Rome, which is home of the Italian mayor, uh, mm-hmm. uh, has been renewed 
specifically uh, uh, a, a large part of the Campidoglio, which is called Sala degli Orazzi. And this has been uh, um, uh, funded uh, from, from Usman. There are two cells that I want to talk about. One is what is happening in Umbria, because there's two properties, right? And this is really interesting. And then in the north of Italy, there's another cell that you have to tell us about. Okay, let's start from Umbria. Uh, Umbria, as you know, is a wonderful region yeah. in the middle of Italy. It's, uh, it's, it has uh, wonderful countryside, uh, beautiful uh, cities and mm. small cities, yeah. uh, art, uh, food, wine. It's a sort of paradise. Uh, we have two important Russian families, uh, uh, which are since a uh, few years investing money in the yeah. real estate in Umbria. And the first one is the Levede family <laughs> and uh, the father and the son, of course. And uh, the second one is the Yakunin family, the father, Vladimir Yakunin, the boss of the Russian railways and the son, Andrei Yakunin, uh, who is the owner of a fund who con uh, which controls another, another uh, very, very uh, beautiful villa in Umbria. So, huh. uh, on the Lebedevs, uh, as you for sure know, um, <laughs> the, the two, the two um, palazzo of Lebedev uh, Palazzo Terranova and uh -huh. uh, Procopio Castle in Umbria. The, the first one, Palazzo Terranova, has been the theater of uh, some parties. Famous with, parties. Famous That's parties right. with also, among the others, with the, the then uh, uh, British Foreign Minister uh, Boris Johnson. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and according to this inter Italian Intel report, Le Alexander Lebedev is described, uh, uh, the, the, the operations of Lebedev in Umbria since uh, 2008 um, uh, are described as not uh, real estate operations, mm -hmm. but literally uh, espionage operations and uh, 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 interference operations of Russia in Italy. And, and according to this report of the Italian counter-espionage, uh, Lebedev uh, uh, never ended to be uh, 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 close to the Kremlin, very, very close to the Kremlin. And what's also interesting is that the report has been uh, handed over to the then Italian government run by Giuseppe, the Prime Minister mm. Giuseppe Conte, mm. then Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, and nothing happened. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I, I forgot to say that Alexander Lebedev is a former KGB mm -hmm. uh, colonel uh, who was assigned uh, for the first Russian directorate uh, in the in the mid nineties in yep. London, so oh, yeah. if you, if you have to imagine, mm -hmm. while uh, in the book we write that while Vladimir Putin was assigned in the said 
in the gray uh, Dresda, uh, <laughs> Alexander Lebedev enjoyed the, yeah. the, so, the most interesting London. So this is just a weird and... and But, uh, anyway, can yeah, I was like going to add to that because when I saw the intelligence report last week, I was like, wait, they just figured this out. I mean, the father is like a very high level Russian intelligence officer. The son, everybody knows, is, you know, obviously working and running operations sure. for Putin, especially throwing, you know, Boris Johnson on yachts with in very crazy parties. So, yeah, I was like, wait, yeah. but. I mean, the, the, at the time, from what I remember, um, they they denied, right, that he had actually come. I mean, I think that Johnson. No, I'm talking oh, about John Johnson that he had actually yeah. visited, right, Lebedev's. Uh, initially, there are initially, yeah, I know, no, but he had denied. Johnson it didn't. Johnson didn't deny it initially. Uh. It was Alexander Lebedev who denied ah. to 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 have been in the party, uh, but two two months later he recognized that uh, he was. But he he, he, he told <laughs> I, I, I was now. there. I was there, but I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't meet. Uh, I didn't smoke anything. Yes, with, with <laughs> Boris Johnson. I didn't inhale. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. The, the, the second story is uh, about Yahunin, and this is very interesting because um, uh, there is a very, very narrow uh, street mm. uh, which is actually connecting one of the two Lebedev properties, the Procopio Castle, uh, with the, the Lebedev, uh, the, um, pardon, the, the Yakunin property. Uh, they are separated from a narrow uh, uh, street. And that's you can, it. You can, you can walk uh, by, yes, by foot without a car. Uh, it's, Probably a uh, tunnel five, underneath. It's uh, four <laughs> or five kilometers. So this is, it, uh, just for these, it would be very, very, uh, uh, it, it would be crazy to have two former KGB spies Uh, who decide to be uh, to to buy a property in Italy? But uh, if you if you look at the at the We documents the of the property, <laughs> you discover that there is uh, a third uh, a third one person, an Italian lawyer, um, who is uh, both in 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 the Lebedev property and in the Yakunin property. Oh, there you But go. the Italian lawyer uh, said to, to La Stampa, our newspaper, when we asked him, uh, oh, what about all these Russian spies here, <laughs> yeah. all these Russian former spies here? He said that uh, possibly uh, they didn't know each other. No, the, yeah, no uh, of course not. Sure. Sure, and, no, no, no. Uh, Never met and, uh, and for sure, <laughs> the son of Lebedev, uh, Yevgeny, and the son of Yakunin, uh, Andrei, uh, didn't know uh, each other. No. Anyway, mm -hmm. we, we, have to, sure. we have to report. Sure. When Mario Draghi uh, got in charge as an Italian prime minister, one of his first statements was uh, in uh, March or, or April 2021, He said, 
uh, there is a very, uh, he said, uh, extremely worrying Russian presence yeah. in business and in spying. Uh, Mario Draghi yeah. said it was one of the first statements. Yeah. We, we, Olga, we were coming from a prime minister yeah. nominated from the populists who was absolutely denying the problem. And, and when he was asked from the BBC, I don't know if you can recall the, the so called Russian aid story, uh, Russian aid in Italy. The COVID Russian AIDS in Italy. Oh, in yes, sense, I was following it very uh, closely. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. the part that I was and following. And uh, they, they uh, I don't know, because it was uh, an interesting story and worrying story, because when we, when we broke the story for La Stampa, uh, the Kremlin wrote uh, a letter very uh, threatening and, and a very bad letter to, to me and to La Stampa. And uh, um, yeah. the, the then uh, defense minister and the then uh, foreign minister made a statement, a weak statement, uh, but in any case, they, they wrote something to the Kremlin that we are, we are a free country and we are yeah, a democracy but it was and like we, BS, we exactly. don't accept. But very weak, but they, yeah. they wrote something. They did. But yeah, the they... prime minister stayed absolutely silent for 10, yeah. 10 days, two weeks. Yeah. And at the ending of the second weeks, he was interviewed from the BBC, uh, the London BBC, and uh, the reporter asked, uh, and we, and we, and this is the esergo of the book, the first page of the book. Yeah. Uh, um, I have it here. Uh, have been uh, there is an interest uh, in uh, in the in the Russian aid in Italy. There is a political agenda and uh, in, an interest in this. And uh, the response of Giuseppe Conte, then Prime Minister, is that just to think this is an offense to the Italian government. And also to Vladimir Putin, so he was he was worried about, for Putin, yeah, not Putin. for the yeah, Italian exactly. journalists. We we have to mention all the the, the very very big guys of the, the relationship between some Russians and some Italian businesses, and they are also um, um, they move around uh, some big stories. And one is the story of uh, when Rosneft sold a very big stake uh, to uh, uh, the, 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 the so-called privatization of Rosneft involved uh, a very important Italian bank, mm. which is called Banca Intesa, Intesa, and which has a Russian arm, an entirely dedicated yeah. Russian yeah. arm, which is run from a man who was close both to the former progressive prime minister Romano Prodi mm -hmm. and both to Silvio Berlusconi. Yeah. And this man, Antonio Fallico, is the man who is every year organizing a forum, a business and economic yeah. forum in the north of Italy, in Verona, in, Verona. Uh, in which 
uh, often the, the special guests opening the works of the forum is Igor Sechin, the, mm -hmm. the boss of Rosneft, mm -hmm. a man, uh, a pluri-sanctioned man from United States, from the Un European Union, a man who couldn't literally uh, travel across Western Europe. He is the very, very special guest in, in one of the main Italian economic forums. No, it's crazy. And the second... It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and these forums are definitely, you know, uh, more than just forums and gathering of, of you know, business ideas and how cooperation. No. And, and we have it. Same thing. There was an Italian delegation who went to um, St. Petersburg. Peter. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. of course. The famous one, yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and sometimes these are the very same persons yeah, who exactly. travel. Uh, mm, uh, who travel uh, pack to St. Petersburg and come back to Verona. Yeah. With the, the very same guests. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, with the same instructions. People. They're bringing, yeah, going back <laughs> yes. and forth. And there yeah. are a lot of yeah. important Italian companies which of course are making business in, in uh, why, for example, in, in, in this, uh, in this uh, book, we, 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 we tell a story of uh, Dimitri Firtash, whom you, you well know. And Dimitri Firtash has to do, what has to do with Italy? Not just because Firtash uh, had a lot of uh, uh, interest uh, with his group, uh, DF in, 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 uh, in Italy. But also because there is a story in uh, 2014 in which uh, uh, also this time Banca Intesa was selling his uh, Kiev uh, arm, which was called Pravex Bank. And uh, guess who was the buyer? Mm. The buyer was Dimitri Firtash, the, the, the main man involved mm. in the so-called Ukraine gate, a man who, and, and why the, the deals, the deal was announced was, uh, there were, there were, uh, public statements from both sides. And, uh, then out of the blue, the deal stopped mm -hmm. in, in March, 2014. Why? Why did the deal stop? Because in the meantime, mm. Dimitri Firtash was arrested in, yeah. uh, in, uh, in Vienna. Okay. <laughs> Everybody can see it. We all, we all know your book has been incredible because you go through all of these different cases. And yet, you know, like nothing, all these people can operate in Italy without being touched. How is that possible, Jacopo? Well, this is this uh, brings us back to the first to the first question. Yeah. Uh, I think that the main response is a cultural one mm -hmm. and uh, an historical one. Okay. Then there is another another answer, and uh, it is uh, uh, a business answer, and uh, and also. Uh, a matter of law. If you, if we, if we, if we don't um, uh, reach enough knowledge on the Russian operations uh, 
in Italy, in the UK, I, I suppose that the Italy is second just to the UK uh, in terms uh, it's, it's okay. on the same level yeah. of Germany in terms of Russian capture. Uh, anyway, um, if we didn't decide as, can, as European countries to enhance and to really yeah. implement the, some rules, some existing rules, some, for example, European rules, European laws, European directives, and uh, we, we, we won't get out from this yeah. because uh, in many times it's not a matter of uh, new laws. It's just a matter of implementing the existing European laws, for example, the Magnitsky Directive. Yes. Or, or, or another, another important example would be uh, as, you, as you well said uh, at the beginning, the, the main, the main and at and, and the same time, the last request from Alexei Navalny before getting in jail has been to freeze the, the assets in Europe of the Russian yeah. oligarchs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be relatively easy because we, we know where they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, we know uh, where... Th- there is also... Um, and uh, there, there would, would be also another way of action against the uh, corruption and uh, uh, it would be, for example, to, 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 to freeze all the properties when they are um, uh, hided from public view uh, using offshore uh, like trusts, yeah. uh, shell companies. Yeah. And so it, w- it would be easy to, to, to freeze these assets. If you look at, for example, at Arkady Rothenberg, um, uh, he was very, very uh, touched when he was sanctioned in uh, 2015 uh, or 2014, 2015, and uh, the, the sanction uh, regarded also some properties in, in Italy, uh, mm. include, uh, included uh, an hotel in Rome and uh, some villas in, in, in the south of Sardinia. And he asked... Uh, he, he protested because he told uh. that the sanction uh, don't apply to to the property, but just to the to the to the to the, business. To the, to the money. Oh. And I I don't have business in Italy. He, yeah. he said. So he, he, it's it's a very very in in the same time mm. it's easy and complex. You you should freeze the assets, but you also should be a little more tough on the. Uh, why, for example, uh, should you use a shell company to yeah. Uh, yeah. register exactly. a simple real yeah. estate property? Exactly. What, exactly. what is why? the what? Why, for example, we 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 first we were talking about the the Lebedev and Yakunin properties yeah. in Umbria. Why they are 
under uh, shell companies yeah. in the in the why is there the a Virgin need? Islands? Yeah, there's no what, need. What's for the that. need? There is no yeah. need for that. Yeah. Yeah, and, fully agree. Uh, Same in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. This, no this, this, will these, be, right? this will be a fair indicator that we, we have uh, uh, not just a financial problem, because this should be firstly a Russian problem, because this is uh, a big uh, uh, fraud yeah. against the Russian taxpayers, mm-hmm. uh, firstly. So... Uh, this this should be interesting money, all, yeah. also for the for the Russian people. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh man, we can... Jacopo, yes. I go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go no. I have a final question for U.S. listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, we have been hearing a lot about Steve Bannon in U.S. news as one of the planners of the insurrection, the attack on our capital. Um, but prior to that, he was running around, uh, Europe, you know, dealing with, uh, Hungary's Orban. And mm. then there was a story that he wanted to set up base in an Italian monastery, which thank goodness didn't go through. Um, what was he doing in Italy? Because I know that on the bigger <laughs> picture, he was working with, you know, Putin's far right cronies, Malofey of Van Dugan. So, what were they doing in Italy? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. This is the first, um, possibly the first book we had, uh, of my last books in which mm. I, I just incidentally mentioned Steve Bannon because because well, Steve Bannon uh, had a lot to do with Italian politics and Italy in generally because uh, um, he has been connected. Uh, uh, specifically with Giorgia Meloni and with the brothers of Italy, but okay. before before Giorgia Meloni, he uh, he got in touch, and this was really weird yeah. with uh, the 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 then chief of the Five Star Movement, who was the son of uh, Gianroberto Casaleggio, the, the 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 web guru who founded. The, the Five Star Movement. His son, uh, Davide Casaleggio, met with Steve Bannon in, uh, at the beginning of 20, June 2018, mm-hmm. just uh, one of, on or about the 3 or 4th of June, just one day before mm-hmm. the halt of the new populist government in Italy run uh, by an alliance between the Five Star Movement and the Lega of Matteo Salvini. And in, in, uh, uh, in, in, in that um, few months, bon, uh, Steve Bannon met both the Lega men in Milan, Matteo Salvini, the... Uh, so he was trying... He, he, he said, I was um, a little bit... Um, a, a bit uh, embarrassed, but it was a bit funny also, because when when uh, the first Conte government started in Italy, the popular, the ultra populist yeah. government with the Lega and the Five Stars, Bannon uh, was uh, uh, commented enthusiastically, and he told, "This is an experiment." 
which could possibly change the global politics. And uh, literally, this is literally. And the experiment <laughs> is that, I, as Monique yeah. uh, <laughs> well knows, is the title of my books on the five stars, which came out uh, one year before, uh, many months before. I don't know if Bannon can, can read Italian. But in any case, I, 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 find, I find, found out the the same expression from Steve Bannon. Yeah. So the, the Certosa, uh, eventually, the, the Bannon was evicted from Trisulted. But um, we have also to, to mention that uh, Bannon had a very close relationship with some parts of the Vatican, mm. with some, some cardinal of the, the ultra-far right, mm. Cardinal Bark, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. and, and also some few others. And they were trying to, to, to make uh, a, a cultural, uh, to gain a cultural hegemony uh, within the Vatican and to try to put uh, under pressure the, the same Pope Francis, uh, because he, he, was, he, he said uh, uh, something over migrants that mm. uh, they, they didn't like at all. And um, interestingly, so, that resulted in a social media attack. I mean, disinformation. Uh, of course, this is them. correct. Yeah. This is very, very right. Uh, it resulted in social media attacks and coordinated attacks against uh, Pope Francis over the migrant, the openness, his openness to the migrants. Yeah. And um, there is just a final point to emphasize is that uh, Steve Ben, there is a, one of the uh, one of the characters of our book uh, who is the, the chief of the Russian fund, uh, sovereign fund. Uh, his name is uh, Kirill Dmitriev, and uh, the one who sent us humanitarian aid uh, to JFK. Exactly, yeah. he, exactly. he is the man sending a lot of aid. <laughs> and uh, in the in the in the Mueller, in the um, within the Mueller report, uh, 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 thanks to the to the Mueller record, we know that uh, Dimitri met to the in, in the Seychelles Islands. Mm. He met with uh, with uh, Eric Prince, who is a very very close associate with Steve Bannon. And there are a couple of uh, messages which has been uh, deleted the, from the 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 mobile phone of Steve Bannon. And uh, oh, wow. there is a, a transcript in which, uh, in, in, the, in the Mueller report, in which um, uh, Bannon is explaining to Eric Prince how important is this Russian guy, the chief of the Russian fund, Kirill Dimitri, who Prince was going to, to, to meet, to meet in, uh, in the, the Seychelles Island. Yeah. And uh, oh. so every, this is a, a sort of a ring, a ring, a global ring. 
And yeah. same people, same characters. Yeah. Same no. characters. They it's all what, come up whether exactly. you ask. No, it's Italy, what the couple is saying. It's sort of like it's a it's a global because it's not, mm-hmm. right? Ever since we started this podcast, Olga, from the beginning, okay, we've seen how from Russia everything, you know, has moved and Flows. all the different exactly and all the different mm-hmm. connections. And in Jacopo and Gianluca's book, okay, uh, for anyone who wants to get it, by the way, um, uh, if you get it, I know that the paper copy is probably better, but uh, Jacopo, is there going to be a translation at one point for the oh, paper? Oh, I would, I would hope so, because the, the book um, created a lot of interest yeah. and attention, in, 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 especially in London. Of course. With some, some friends <laughs> of mine. Of course. Uh, especially reporters over, over the, the, the dodgy deals of the Russians in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, a friend and of so, yours is also coming on the podcast. We're not going to say oh, who okay. it is. But it's oh, a friend there, of there, yours. There are a lot of friends <laughs> of mine, especially in, 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 in London. Yeah. There are yeah. brave, brave investigators. London grad. And uh, yeah. of course, they, they were interested a lot uh, uh, on, sure. in, in the, in the um, Alexander Lebedev story. Of course. But in any case, of course. Uh, of course. I, I think there are a lot of connections and a lot of dots yeah. that are. Uh, uh, mm, mm, strictly related uh, uh, each other. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to get it before, let's say, the uh, the actual translation, which we're crossing our fingers, will come out, okay? Um, if you do get it on Kindle, you can also do a translation inside. Okay, I checked, all right? So that <laughs> way, if you're eager, okay, to find out all of these little, okay, it's incredible, absolutely incredible, um, and Jacopo, and we'll say also uh, goodbye to Gianluca, who maybe, okay, will be able to listen to us at one point. Jacopo, I'm going to speak. It's in all two- a question of sharing. Yes, exactly. 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 That's, exactly. That's, that's, that's Which is my- what we have <laughs> to do, right? Now, Jacopo, I'm going to speak in Italian. Olga, I'm going to speak in Italian for two seconds. Okay. Okay. Jacopo, <laughs> grazie, grazie, davvero. Grazie mille che sei venuto. Eh, peccato che non c'era anche Gianluca ma un grande eh, di cuore okay? eh, che bello eh, questo eh, due italiano con I l'accento know, un po' canadese un the... po' un po' eh? <laughs> all the people that are listening in English go oh my god what the fuck she just spoke in Italian okay let anyway. me tell you Italian is such a beautiful language yeah. that you could really be cursing each other out and it sounds like music <laughs> we wouldn't know I mean okay <laughs> so we'll say goodbye to you now okay Jacopo Thank you so much. That was amazing. Hey, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and please visit our website, kremlinfile.com. This is season one, Kremlin File, hosted by Olga Lautman and me, Manny Kamara. This is a Bunker Crew Media production with executive producers Marley Clements, Jack Bryan, Grant DeSimone, Ben Brett, and Jordi Mycellus of Midas Media with associate producers Ruby Frankel and Sarah Metz. Theme music by Oreste Camarga. Sound editing and mixing by Joy Ellett. Subscribe to Kremlin File wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, thank you. But stay on. Yes, yes, okay.